All right, excited to get into James again this morning. Thank you, Matt Chandler, for lending me your voice for that video. Uh, also, Andy Stanley, who I enjoyed reading quite a bit this week. Uh, James is a letter written by James to the churches that were scattered all over the land due to persecution. James was a half-brother of Jesus, same moms, different dads. Though James didn't believe in Jesus growing up. He didn't buy into Jesus' claims. Jesus is then resurrected. James becomes a believer. So much a believer that he became pastor of the first church there in Jerusalem. And he was eventually murdered around AD 63 because he believed his brother was God. Go figure. Uh, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick, meaning ready, speedy, prompt, to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. All right, moment of mass confession. Ever regret something you said? Ever regret something you said? You were quick to speak, and something just came flying out of your mouth. Yeah, everyone's hand should be up. Look around. There should, everyone's hand should be up in your house, because we all do that. There are moments where we wish we could have stopped something, but we just send it. Maybe you jumped to a conclusion, uh, you said something hurtful, ended up having to apologize for it later. Now, any parents out there ever do this, like toward your kids? Like you said some words too quickly, like, oh, I wish I could take that back. And you're looking to make sure your kids aren't watching before you raise your hand, but we've all done that. And aren't these some of our worst parenting moments? A couple weeks ago, my boys are playing video games, Cash and Jed, and Jed's downstairs, Cash is upstairs. I'm downstairs with Jed, and they're playing with each other and with some other friends. They got the headsets on, doing that whole thing. And I got to the point, like, all right, guys, you need to wrap this up. Let's land the plane on video games, and let's get in the kitchen and do some dishes. And they're like, yeah, all right, all right, let's, can we finish this round? Can we finish this round? I'm like, sure, finish this round. It's always one more round, but finish this round. So they go on for a few more minutes, and I see Jet. He takes off his thing. He gets up. He comes into the kitchen. And he starts helping with dishes. I'm like, where's Cash? Jet's like, oh, no. Where's Cash? Like, Cash, he doesn't hear me, or he doesn't answer. I go up to his room, and he's still playing. Now, I see him playing as I walk around the corner into his room, and I'm just fuming watching him on there just doing his thing. Well, I'm down there working, and now Jet's down there working. And I march over to his game console, and my intent is to turn it off, but I can't really figure out how. So I'm just like hitting buttons, and I'm pulling on cords. I'm like, the files are in the computer, like trying to shut it down. <laughs> and I think I shut it down, and I walk out of the room. And a few moments later, Amy's like, is Cash still playing? I'm like, I don't know. I think I shut it down. She's like, he's still playing. Now Amy's angry and she gets up and she goes into the room because if you want something done right, she goes in and she has some choice words for Cash and she just starts to have at it with him. And I hear Cash yell from the room, Dad said I could finish. Dad said I could finish the round. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I did say that. And he's like, it's the same round. <laughs> and I'm like, Jet's downstairs doing the dishes. Jet died. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, sorry. Thought you started another game. And in the meantime, there's been all this anger. People are yelling. There's tears. And it's all this stuff happening. Why? Because we weren't slow to speak and quick to listen. We were quick to speak, quick to judge, quick to jump to a conclusion. Now, I think Cash has forgiven us, but it's taken a lot of ice cream and V-Bucks. And parents, the hard thing for us is that we are inherently right. Even when we're wrong, we're right. Why? Because we say so. We're right because we say so. That's how it works. 
But over time, as issues arise, failing to be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to become angry will drive your kids away. It will drive your kids away. Because you're convinced you're right, and this can be of any relationship, you can write yourself right out of the relationship. You can write yourself right out of the relationship. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. You don't have to be right right away. You don't have to be right right away. In general, we need to relax our grip on being right. Relax your grip on being right. Now, some of you are right all the time, and so this will be a particular, particularly challenging for you. But if you're not careful, you can write yourself right out of your relationships. You can write yourself right out of your relationships. Hasty, misinformed conclusions are relationally destructive. Hasty, misinformed conclusions are relationally destructive. Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. And anger in this context, not just explosive anger, but harboring resentful feelings. In the Greek, it's orge, and it's movement or agitation of the soul. Movement or agitation of the soul. It's beneath the surface feelings of discontentment and aggression. Here's the goal about this passage. The longer you listen, the more you learn, the less angry you'll become. Let me say it again. The longer you listen, the more you learn, the less angry you'll become. If you think back to some of your greatest regrets in any relationship, there's a good chance it involved words. Words you wish you maybe have said. Sometimes worse, words you wish never came out of your mouth. I've made plenty of mistakes as a husband. Like the time I surprised Amy with Dodgers tickets on Mother's Day. Yeah, that did not go well. But you know what? I don't ever hear about that. It never comes up. What I do hear about is that careless comment I made about her butt about 20 years ago. It takes a lot longer to forget something negative than it does the positive. Slowing down and listening can save you from yourself right now, from the relationship you're destroying right now. Because there's immediate damage when we send words, but not immediate healing. There's immediate damage, but not immediate healing. If I accidentally, uh, hypothetically, slammed your hand in a car door, I can be sorry. I can say, I'm sorry, but it's still going to hurt for a while. I know from experience, it's still going to hurt for a while. Anyone ever, this is probably mostly for the guys, but... Anyone ever ask a woman if she's pregnant? Like the average guy does this once, one time. And I'm sure there are a few of us out there that are above average, like any above average guys out there. Ladies, point to the above average guy in the room. Like God gave us a pause button for a reason. He says, be slow, like pause, pause, slow motion, shut it down. Wish we had a rewind button, but we do have a pause button. We do have a slow down button. And you don't have to say everything you think. You don't have to say everything you think. And if you don't think, don't speak. If you don't think, don't speak. So a few challenges I think we face when it comes to listening. One, we're overstimulated. We have a hard time even watching TV anymore without also being on our phones and maybe a computer at the same time. Like most of you are probably doing something else right now while you listen to this, which isn't a crime. It's not a crime to be texting while I'm talking. It's a sin, but it's not a crime. But I believe we can rediscover the art of listening. And these words from James are a great start. 
We're just listening challenged. We're also listening spoiled, meaning we get used to hearing what we want. We get used to hearing only what we want. The news, the blogs, podcasts, candidates, sermons. You listen to the things you like. You listen to the things you like. And so you're training your ear. We're training our ear to only really listen to things in our own lane. And so if we hear something different, it's immediate combat. There's like trigger words or people and all of a sudden it's combat. And maybe that's the president for you. If the president comes on and starts to talk, all of a sudden it's combat in your mind. Or it's the governor like, oh, here we go. I'm ready for this. Or someone asks you to put on a mask. It's like, oh, I'm ready for war. Like get over yourself. Slow down. Listen to where the other person is coming from. We are just listening spoiled. We spoil ourselves. We're also listening selfish. We're me first. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Stephen Covey. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Doesn't have to be me first. Put others first. When someone else is talking, many of us get bored. Or just busy thinking about what we're going to say in response. When we're talking, it's exciting. Like this is a coming from a guy who's talking right now. And that's why there's so many of us who, who struggle with being interrupters. We're chronic interrupters. Chronic interrupters, addicted to our own voice. Someone is talking and you're all queued up with, when do I get a jump in next? When do I get a jump in? You're all queued up. I think, I heard, I can't. You frequently start sentences with words like no or but, because you're trying to get back in control. And we do this without even thinking. Be slow to speak, slow to speak. And remember this, everything that everyone says makes sense to them. Everything that everyone says makes sense to them. Everything that everyone believes makes sense to them or else they wouldn't believe it. And so when you make comments like, I don't know why they would say that, consider the part of the sentence that includes, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't, meaning you might need an education. I don't know why anyone would ever say something like that. I don't know anyone would believe that. I don't know anyone would do Exactly. You don't know because you have to listen. You're being quick to speak and you're not listening. If you don't know someone's story, how can you criticize? If you don't know someone's story, how can you criticize? I was at the beach uh, last week and I ran to a guy hadn't seen for a little while as a friend. And I said, man, how's it going? And, uh, you know, the beach is busy and, and, and there's good waves and people are hanging out. Life seemed normal. And how's it going? He's like, well, I'm better now. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, ah, oh, I almost lost my wife to COVID. And I'm like, oh, this guy's just maybe a little bit older than me. And I'm like, oh, wow. And he just begins to share about her experience. And it was a good wake-up call for me. I think, oh, we're done with that. Who cares about COVID? And here's someone who had a different perspective. I was like, wow, you guess you look at things a little differently now. I say, like, oh, yeah, I do. I do. And I walked away from him thinking about that. I reminded me, like, oh, okay. There's still something out there that's affecting people. And I also thought, man, I got to take a bath and sanitizer when I get home. If you consider the life of Jesus... And we know about him through the Gospels, and we look at him through the Gospels, and we see him through the Gospels. We see that he didn't just come to be right. 
Jesus didn't just show up and go into ministry to be right. Like he was right. And that would have taken about two minutes to settle. Like, hey, I'm right. He came to reconcile us to God, right? His dad, our dad, came to reconcile us to, to God and to one another. And to one another. He said in this new commandment, this is John 13, I have a new commandment for you. As I love you, love one another. As I love you, love one another. And Jesus was an amazing listener. He was a fantastic listener. Jesus sat with people of all kinds, soldiers, tax collectors, Samaritans, people of other backgrounds, races, religions, genders, sexual practices, people who were different and who were beautiful to him. We tend to talk about people who are different, about people who are different, not with people who are different. Jesus was constantly listening, constantly listening, sitting with people. And Jesus asked a lot of questions. He asked a lot of questions. I read this week, I was trying to figure out how many questions did Jesus ask? Someone put together through the Gospels and Jesus' conversations, because we think of Jesus having sayings and he's preaching, he's dropping wisdom, which he did. But he asked a lot of questions. One scholar put together that he asked 307 questions through the Gospels. 307 questions. He asked questions all the time of all kinds of people. Not because he didn't know the answer, but because he was interested in them. He was interested in being slow to speak and quick to listen. And a good question can often help somebody more than the right answer. A good question can often help somebody more than the right answer. Jesus, he was quick to listen. God is a good listener. God is the best listener. And we put this lesson into context about how we relate to one another. Let's put it into context and how we relate to God. Because it's hard to have a relationship without listening. If you are doing all the talking, all the talking, that is not a relationship. God desires relationship. Did you ever ask God a question? Like we submit to him a lot of requests. Hey, can you help with this, God? I got a couple things here. Could you do this? Did you ever ask God a question? Ever ask God a question? God, what would you, what would you have for me today? What do you feel about this decision? Are there any directions in my life I need to take? Any new paths? God. It's hard to have a relationship without listening. It's hard to have a relationship without listening. And God is a great listener. And he wants relationship with you. So I want to close out. I'm going to close out. Just let's pray for us. And we're going to listen. Take a moment to listen right now. This might be a little weird or awkward on your home. Uh, we're just saying to take a moment and ask that God would speak. Just a few seconds that God would speak. If you have questions for God, this would be a great time to ask those. Maybe write those down. Uh, yeah, let's go before our Father. God, we apologize for being uh, quick to speak too often. Help us to be slow to speak, Lord, quick to listen in our relationship with others and with you. So God, right now, we just take a moment of silence. Lord, help us to hear. Help us to be interested in you. God, we thank you for this church, for this community. Lord, I pray for those maybe who are struggling right now with their faith. They're just struggling with their faith, Lord. Maybe it's maybe they're losing faith. 
I pray for an encouragement over that person in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget your kids. We'll see you soon. Peace.